Hey everybody, welcome back. This Take is the Triangle Anime and Manga Review Podcast. Thanks for that, Ozzy. Here, here today with me is the greatest smartass of all, Ozzy. How's it going? Hey, at least I'm good at something, okay? Okay, and uh, I'm You're just kind of mediocre at all things. Yeah, no, that's I gotta slide by. That's what I get paid for. I do like that. I, I, when it comes to work, it's nice to just slide by. Yeah. That's kind of my whole like MO for like the last couple years is just... Slide by, like slide under the radar, get paid, and if someone's like, "Hey, what does that guy do?" Yeah, I don't, really don't know. That's how they do it in the NCAA tournament. You just slide by. Hey, it looks like that's what's happening right now. Yeah, okay, yeah. so this is it is March Madness. We you know it is. We're back in it. It's been a while. I know. I can't remember the last time we did our podcast, but it's March Madness, and outside of the anime world, that's kind of where we're kind of been here and there. Is uh, trying to keep up with what we call. I think I think it's lived up to its hype and its name, right? I think this March it's, Madness it's is probably the maddest I think, I've seen in a minute. I think everybody's lose, lost at least a couple hundred dollars if they put any money on their brackets at this point. Yeah. That is true. I will confidently say, and I think that's what's been reported, that no one has called any, any of these, these games basically. Yeah. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, I was lucky enough to forget to submit my bracket, so I didn't lose a dime. Yeah. How about you, know. you? You think you lost money? Did you lose money? Uh, no, I lost pride, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's fine. There's very little of that. Yeah, man. I don't need any. I Like, when have I, pride, when has pride ever helped me buy a car? You know? Exactly. Sprue pride, I have money. Mm-hmm. True, true story, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lack of pride, I mean, did you see the anime this season? I mean... There was not, lack of something. Not a lot not of effort. Pride. Not a lot of effort put in there. I, I don't know. I mean, I will agree, and it could have been just where we were at. I, I think that we had a busy first part of the year. Uh, I know we actually had a bachelor party for Logan, so you know that we did do stuff. We do stuff besides anime, but oh, uh, between that and us having our own travels, Logan's planning a wedding. Like we just were busy, and I will say, I'm not. I'm not saying that the anime was terrible but i just don't don't think there was anything that attracted us like it has in the past there wasn't like a big mappa series there wasn't a high tier at like high well okay sorry finland saga is finland saga mappa i think they are right oh no sorry i there wasn't a high tier action series let me rephrase that yeah like where you've got the high tier animation everything's kind of in motion all the time yeah there wasn't there wasn't anything super crazy. There wasn't any particularly great story-wise new animes. originals. There were. Yeah. I don't think there were like that many originals. I think there was a lot of adaptations, and I'm not gonna lie. I think there was a lot of generic adaptations. Yeah, I think a lot of the adaptations were like isekai oriented, and that obviously is not up your alley. But I think it's also kind of goes to show that this was kind of a season that people were just pumping in ideas that. They could put out for the cheaper a cheaper amount of money. Yeah. it seemed like. And I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I did enjoy some of these. It's just I I think there were no heavy hitters. Kind of like you were saying, there's nothing that like made me super excited to come back, like every day or at least not like multiple times a week. I had like one or two. They were like, ah, oh, you know, I, I definitely want to keep forward and we'll talk about it. But I mean, I tried some and I I I felt like I dropped more this season than most. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for the even the ones that we got hyped for, I think a lot of them we ended up actually dropping. So, with that in mind, do we want to go ahead and just talk about which ones we kind of started this season, but which ones we dropped because, I don't know, Last of Us came out, or Mandalorian came out, or something else came out that we just had more time watching regular TV? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's fair. So, I, I know that... Um 
on here for me, I, I had a high card, and I think that was one that I was a little bit ex- decently excited for. Um, I mean, I will say the premise wasn't anything out of the out of this world, but I think once I started watching it, I, it didn't feel. I, don't, I just I keep using the word generic, but it just it just didn't like hook me. I guess that's another way to say it. Like there was just nothing that like really hooked me, and I just between other things and just not being hooked, I I drop that one. I mean I got three episodes into it, and I wasn't in love with the main character. I think the action scenes were okay. Uh, the powers that they showed were pretty interesting. Um, it would it could be something that I may finish down the road, but I'm not super. It's not going to be top of my list. Yeah, high card was tough because it had a lot of promise. There was the idea of luck being involved. There was the idea of like playing cards and using your talents that are given to you by those playing cards. So there's a lot of like unique stuff going on underneath the surface. Um, but at least from the episodes I watched, it never really made good on that. It kind of was more like here's another show with. High-powered protagonists, and they're out to do. They're out to get a MacGuffin, and uh, then like, and we'll see what happens. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've got enough of those in my life, so I wasn't really blown away by it. And the art and the action wasn't anything spectacular. So yeah, the art like, was okay. It was colorful. I will say that. I think it like lends into this whole like card slash espionage feel. I just, but it it wasn't. I don't know, like, the figures themselves didn't seem the... I don't know. I don't know. It just it didn't it didn't click with me. So. Right. Um, and then I think another one that was kind of along the same lines, Hikari no O, which was the... It was the flame one. The Fire Hunter, I think is what it's called. Fire Hunter, yeah, in English. That was another one where I was like, this premise is very fascinating to me. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was the art style just didn't speak to me or if it was because nothing really happened for the first couple of episodes i just could not get into it which is strange because normally i'm the one who gets into these weird story ones but i just couldn't find anything that to draw me in i will say it was a slow burn Uh uh-huh yeah Uh, get it fire hunter just keep talking. Honestly. Okay, goddamn. It, it was a slow burn. I, I wasn't really like drawn in again. Um, and again, it might have been just because of where I was at in the year. I didn't give it a chance. I wasn't off put by it. I, I you know I did enjoy that the few episodes that I watched. I I really enjoyed the animation. I do remember that the animation style looked very nice. It was kind of like neutral feeling. There, I remember talking about this one that some of the animation during the battle scenes were really bad there was one where like the the shadow figures that were like the i guess like fire creatures they literally look like just like black figures that a five-year-old drew um (laughs) but i didn't watch much after that Uh, it was slow it took a while to get there i remember there was one episode where they changed animation styles like halfway in between to like show past like flashbacks and i really enjoyed that um but you know Again, this is on the maybe revisit kind of list. Uh, you know, if I if I ever find that I don't have time, which looking at next season, which we will, I don't think I will have time. Um, you know, maybe I'll come back to it. Yeah, another couple. I don't think these ones were as hard for us, but Revenger, Magic Beast of Ours, we just never really got into those. No, I, I didn't. And again, that may be all because of me. Um, if you enjoyed them, you know, Great. I mean, I don't think they were bad. I don't think the season was bad. I just, again, nothing that really hooked me. If if you guys have 
more, I guess, thoughts on those, we can hear out from you guys, you know, let for, us know. For me, I think it was more like it was the young adult novel thing where it's like you kind of start, you put the cart uh, ahead of the horse where it's like here's this world and here's all these interesting characters and they're all doing crazy hijinks and it's like, but I don't know who any of these fucking people are. What's going on? I, I, yeah. yeah, sometimes if you give me too much mystery, I'm just like, I don't care. Like you mm. have to give me a reason to care. Right? Like, yeah. you have to give me a reason to be hooked on said people or the setting, and sometimes they don't draw it up that way. Yeah. And I think for it to hit sometimes, you have to put me in a situation where it's so bizarre that I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But if it's just kind of mid-ground all over the place, I'm not going to be hooked. Yeah, I either need some build-up to care about them, or it needs to be, like, off tra- trigger, where it's just like... This is so fucking balls. Yeah, or like insane. everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. I, that, that, I literally watched that, this movie this weekend, and that was exactly how I felt for the first like 30 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, that movie's a trip for yeah. sure. So, and I actually, that's something, that's one of the complaints I have about one of the animes I did finish, but they fixed that. Uh, and uh, again, maybe I just didn't give it enough time, but. Yeah, and then I guess the other one that I started personally uh, was Misfit of the Demon King Academy. Now, I don't know if this was just me. Obviously, Ozzy was not on this train. But for me personally, there was something charming about the first season. When you get a story that's, as Ozzy pointed out, just so ridiculous where your main character is so overpowered that he's just like, yeah, death, what's that? Time? Yeah, fuck that. Like, I, I don't need to travel forward and die. I travel all directions. Screw the rules I have. Yeah, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. I like, um, there's something charming about how ridiculous that goes. The second season, they almost tried to tone it back and make it like, oh, there's some limitations on this Oh, you guy's, can't go back, man. On this limitless power, and I was like, well, this is boring now. This is not nearly yeah, Don't give me rules now. Yeah, don't don't be like, oh, now we gotta... I'm gonna backtrack it. Yeah, that's, that's fucking ridiculous. But anyway... So yeah, um, that one was not as fun as I was hoping it would be. It didn't match up to the first season, and I guess do we want to talk about near automata or did we? No, just... I don't. I didn't touch on it. I'm not, I, I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't want to lie and tell you guys that I tried and I didn't like them. Like some of these, I just didn't watch. Some of these, I didn't give enough chance, and that's fine. Like we did watch a few, and we'll talk about those. Some of them were good. Some of them were okay, and that's kind of the beauty of anime sometimes. And I think that's. Because we are dedicated now to like watching every season, like there's going to be seasons where we're not going to be as pleased. Maybe we're a little burnt out. Maybe it's a mixture of both. Maybe we are just picky now. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I just really want good stories, and some of these are generic as shit. Well, I think for me, it's just like, like I never got into the game, and anything I saw in the art didn't really give me anything to care about. So fair enough. Uh, I, was just I mean, like, as a whole, but yes, this yeah. one for sure. Yeah. I started watching it and I was like, eh, and then I just never finished it. And I'm probably not going to go back to it. There's a video game for a reason. Y'all can have fun with it. <laughs> All right. So now to the ones we did watch, uh, Vinland saga. So I, I guess Ozzy, do you want to lead us off on Vinland saga? Or? Yeah. So, uh, I think Vinland saga leads off because it was, the highlight of the season whether or not you liked it that's fine it's just i think this was the biggest hitter of the of the season of the winter season and uh i think mainly because first season was successful people really enjoyed it and the second season is you know it it left on a cliffhanger to the point where people were ready for this to come back and i actually watched the first season in preparation for this and let me tell you i was really ready for season two until i realized what i got into 
I got into the complete opposite of season one. Yeah, 100%. So I think a lot of people were jarred by the fact that, you know, it just takes a completely different approach. You know, um, as you know, it's a continuation of the story of Thorfinn um, after he's kind of dealt with his growing up in as part of the, uh, what's it called, the, um, the Danes? He was, yeah. yeah, right? The Danes. He was sitting there uh, as part of an army, and now everything's changed. You know, the army's kind of falling apart. Canute, uh, who was the king of the Danes or something, is now become the ruler of, like, England slash the Danes. And apparently Thorfinn ends up becoming a slave. Uh, well, so, they did attack Canute, so you yeah, know that. You could have argued that there would there could have been a different way to go about that. Like the king didn't need to make him a slave; he could have just outcasted him, and right. things would have been better. I don't know. Yeah. But he ended up becoming a slave, and I think the biggest thing is that you see that Thorfinn kind of lost his way. Literally, for maybe seventy five percent of this anime, he just this season, excuse me, he lost his way. Like he's just has no point. He's just trying to get through each day. He's he's lost all passion. And you go from this fiery kid who has this one goal that he will not stop at anything to get, which was to, you know, kind of get revenge for his dad being killed. Um, And that being his life mission to having no direction, being a slave. And, you know, for what people found out, having no action the entire season. Like, yeah, it was a very... Talk about slow burn. Yeah. It was a slow burn, but it burned well. Like, I really do think this is... Like, like you if you can do this, if you can go from season one being all action-driven, being all, like, moving parts, moving, like, like blood, guts, every, everything you can think of when it comes to war, to going to a all, like, internal growth slash, uh, like, internal, like, conflict season and both and make them both good like that's impressive like you usually don't get that in one series you usually get that in like small arcs you usually don't get that in like back-to-back seasons like it's just a lot you, you you'll get that in like three or four episodes and your main character is completely changed he's good to go but this was almost an entire season and into more right yeah and i think this is why you gotta realize it's like it's called vinland saga for a reason a saga is not just like it's not a short a story. Short, a short story and everything burns out. It's like, this is the guy's, it's a telling of a person's entire life. Right. So, you know. He's getting to where uh, he's going he's, to get, right? He's getting to where he's realizing that he's got to find something else to live for. And frankly, I kind of like this season because if you think of it as more like the side character season where it's like Thorfinn's there, but, and he's going through his emotional transformation but he's not really the main character. He's no. the other character. Yeah, Einar. Or Einar. Uh, Einar, yes. Yeah, uh, he's basically the main character, you're right. Yeah. I think if you think of it from that way, it's actually a pretty unique tale from Einar's perspective and watching all the other stuff going on. But, uh, I mean, I liked it. It was uh, definitely, obviously, a change of pace, which is, I think, what people are going to struggle with down the line. But... I do think more people kind of came to like this as it went on, especially now that Knut's kind of coming back and yeah, dealing with that's the biggest thing, the actual royalty aspect of the. But uh, it it was a it was an interesting storyline uh, to go for at the second season, and I'm hoping that this kind of feeds into the upcoming third season. Oh yeah, I think I I think the third season is exactly like a, a, probably be a mid ground because you, you see that. Uh, by the end of the second season, uh, you see that um, Thorfinn has kind of gotten his resolve back. Like you said, they brought Canute 
back into the story and he has a huge like development because he's trying to become this ruler and he's trying i mean obviously he's changed he's a little bit more of your typical ruler where he's trying to be a ruler by all means but he also has you know some sentiment right he's not just trying to be a mad ruler right he's right you know he had the episode where he's trying to like gain funds but also not trying to tax the people to piss them off but he has to figure out how to get money but he's also got to keep him. but he also killed his brother but he's like, also got to keep an army because he knows yeah, the people exactly. in one country are going to rise against him right so doesn't. it's like you know he's kind of t- teetering the line there and it, it, it it's cool development like it, question, it, it, I, do, side question do you like when anime teaches you about history because this actually didn't happen obviously with these characters but this but these actually, characters are real bro. these this actually happened in real life it's well crazy. I, I do like it I don't want it to like I like when they take real characters and they turn them into a story. So I know about these characters. I really enjoy it. I like that they stay true to the, some of their names, true to some of how they end up becoming, mm-hmm. and they kind of fluff the middle, right? So yes, I do like this. This is why I like Vinland Saga. I, I know that the story isn't all action. I know that it is a complicated story, but they're taking their, ro- their liberties with it and entertaining me. So... Yeah, I, I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah. I would love to see more of that from, like, you know, different types of cultures, you know. It'd be kind of cool, but then it'd be kind of a genre in itself. I think that's what makes this unique. You don't you don't yeah. get this a lot, right? No, generally speaking, um, I think there are good stories out there. It's just kind of, it's hard to adapt, and it's hard that's to fair. maintain people's interest. Vinland Saga is pretty unique because even though it's a long story... It's got it's pretty well cut into sections of like what parts of this guy's That's true. life. That's true. arcs, through. right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he goes through changes. I mean, it's a huge change. Again, you, you see it as soon as you watch season two from the beginning. You're like, holy shit, this isn't the Thorfinn I, I know, right? Or right. What many people enjoy. And I'll tell you, there's not like at least when Thorfinn had his down moments in season one, you had other people who kind of kept up the action like Askeladd or the big like lumbering giant this season there was no one i mean it was anar and thorfinn and, and anar and they couldn't really fight it was yeah, yeah. wheat wheat and trees yeah. wheat and trees <laughs> but there's something to be said about making that entertaining and i really did enjoy the growth of the characters thorfinn finally getting his resolve going through his you know his growth and his acceptance of his past because i think that's ultimately what was uh kind of like stunting him is just kind of understanding that he 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 is who he is and you can't really dote on that forever um and anar was a good secondary character to come in and just kind of help him through it uh canute is back like like you said and it's great to see that erickson is back leaf uh, oh yeah, he was near the later. end. Last three episodes, I was like but ready for him to come you, back. You knew he was coming. I knew he was coming, but I honestly it threw me from for a loop whenever he showed up. And you're like, oh yeah, this is my son. I adopted his name is Thorfinn. And then like after that, I'm like, I know what's coming. They're gonna end up. They're gonna end up finding yeah. him. I know it's happening. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes from here because I, I definitely think now this was definitely a in between arc. You can say where it just kind of sets up for something bigger, which we'll see. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's really where it's at. And I think this was, whether you like it or not, this was definitely the highlight of the season. So, next up, uh, we got Trigun Stampede. So, now, I think uh, this one honestly kind of hurt me. It's a remake that kind of upset me a little bit. Really? Did you finish it? 
I, I couldn't. I'm going to because we've got a podcast where we've got in the works. Regarding. Yeah, I, I do want to do that because I finished it and I am not upset at all. I, I actually enjoyed it more than I thought I would based off the first few episodes. Um, I mean, you can uh, let me know. Uh, I guess go ahead and tell me what you thought about it with your initial thoughts and how much you watched of it. I don't really have anything I didn't. I, like, I just outright hated about it. It just felt a little too cartoony to me with what they did with Vash's personality, which I know that it improved down the line. He kind of got more serious. And I did like the tragic aspects of it. I did like Knives. But it felt it felt kind of like they were trying to nostalgia bait a little too hard with some of these characters. And then also trying to do their own thing. So it kind of got me in a weird split. Kind of like, uh, you know, like that action star guy. What's his name? Uh, it got me in a split and I just couldn't figure out what to do about it. Uh, and I, I just stopped watching. It, it really wasn't like I hated it or I was just frustrated by it. It's just like I kind of lost interest because... It almost felt like it couldn't decide what direction it wanted to go in, if it wanted to be serious, or if it wanted to be cartoony, or if it wanted to be, like, mm -hmm. grim. And, frankly, the 3D animation just wasn't my thing. It, that also... Sometimes it worked, sometimes it hurt to watch, uh, and that's kind of where I was at. So, I, I thought it was fine for what it was. I just also felt like, when you think about it, I'm like, this probably didn't really need to happen. And it felt kind of like a nostalgia bait that didn't really pay off at the end of the day. But what are your thoughts? So I don't disagree about your negatives uh, for at least the first half. So I will say there was an episode that I think changed my mind and where I think the direction of the story tightened up, I, uh, I believe. And that's when I was hooked. So I think the first six episodes were a little bit too much dotting here and there. I don't think there was enough involvement from the, I guess, what's it called? The um, the antagonist, so Knives. Like, he, they, he was back for one episode, and that episode was good. I think it was like episode three. But after that, it was like, oh, there's another guy who's kind of like stirring up trouble. Uh, you meet, um, what's his name? Um, you meet uh, Nicholas. Yeah. And he's kind of like maybe a mysterious character. But there wasn't enough, like, what's pulling all these characters together? I know that they're going to end up trying to get to Knives at some point. That's the whole point. But, like, I didn't feel that for the first six episodes. Until the final, until literally the second half. Episode seven, I think, was an episode where um, you learn some backstory for Nicholas and his friend um, Livio. Yeah, Livio, who also is a hunter that was created by the, the scientist that works with Knives. Um... Uh, and another character that works with knives as well, um, and that was the episode where you got to see um, what's his name, um, Vash. No. Vash be a little bit more serious, and I, I I agree that for the first six episodes because there was nothing really pulling them all together, I didn't know how to take Vash. Sometimes he'd be you know serious, sometimes he would be kind of goofy and like nonchalant. It wasn't even goofy; it was just kind of like no purpose. Yeah. Um, it didn't seem like he had a goal. I didn't really understand what he was doing. Um, it wasn't until Nicholas came in and started questioning him, being like, hey, 
what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to save people for no reason? You're stupid. And he was like, oh, no, I'm the good guy. And that got annoying. Like, he kept trying to save people and trying to be the good guy. And I think that really lasted until the end. But he just had happened to kind of run out of people to try to save, which they all kind of ended up dying. So it didn't really matter. Yeah. But that did get a little annoying. Like that first part of him being like the goody two shoes. Like, I don't want to kill somebody. We got to save them. Like that was just too generic, like good guy, like shonen shit that I'm, I'm over. Especially in a, in a story where like there is some tragedy, right? I mean, the story of Vash and uh, Knives is tra- tragic filled. Tragic, I mean, yeah. the way they built it up, a lot of the characters that were surrounded that surrounded the story were tragic. You know, they had to deal with bad situations because they live on this shitty planet. Like, I don't need everyone to be saved. I understand. Like, the good guy doesn't have to make it work. And I don't necessarily think the good guy has to save everyone, especially when the good guy isn't even a human. Like, Vash isn't a human. He doesn't have to understand how humans work. I mean, he has been around enough to live with them and interact with them. But, like, and I think that's where this story does a good job of it. Because I can totally see where Knives is coming from. Like, he's a completely different being. He sees that the humans are taking advantage of the plants. And he gets pissed off by that. Like, who wouldn't get pissed off if your race was being exploited by someone else? And they didn't care. Like, completely rational thoughts, right? So once the story started heading towards the end where it's like, hey, Knives is doing, has this plan. Everyone's trying to, you know, coming together towards that to, I guess, combat that. Um, I really enjoyed it. Like... You got to see a little bit more of Vash being serious. Like I said, um, Nicholas was a little bit more involved. You saw his backstory. Uh, you saw more of Knives. You saw a little bit of the understanding of why Knives is the way he is. And I, like I said, I don't disagree with his issues. It's just obviously you have many ways of doing what you want to do. But, you know, trying to kill humans and become the popular race isn't probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, but... But that's what ended up happening. Um, and I will say one thing I do like. I did very much enjoy the setting, the 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 like the ambiance they set up. Like the setting is very like it's dark, it's brooding. They make it a lot more serious near the end. And they have a good soundtrack to back it up. By the end of it, they were playing a lot of musical like like piano pieces. It, it was very like, it felt very much like a Final Fantasy-ish game, yeah. where especially with the 3D aspect, it helped it feel even more so. But you know how like Final Fantasy has like these like big battle scenes, and they might have like giant summons and stuff like that. But they have like this like very intricate music. I've always loved Final Fantasy music, mm-hmm. right? It felt very much like that. It looked great. I personally did like the animation. I don't know if I like the character designs, though, if that makes sense. Like, oh, I don't were, like Vash's design. You were hyping on, harping on Vash's design. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't love his design. I, I I don't know. He just seemed too... I don't know. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. I do like the, the, the look of, like, the animation because the scenery looked great. The battles looked great. Like, once they got into, like, more close combat battles... Like, them rotating the camera around them. Obviously, it's a little easier when it's 3D. It, it looked very nice. Um, I, I did enjoy it. It, it. I can't complain. Like, I really do want to watch the original Trigun to see what people are complaining between the two. Like, they, either one way or the other. I enjoyed it all the way through. Um, it finally... I think the climax is a little... 
I think it's going to resolve itself a little too quickly, though. Because I haven't finished the last episode, so you can, you know, give me hell about that. But it got to the point where it's like, I don't know how they're going to finish this in 20 minutes. And I guess I'll find out tomorrow or tonight. Um, yeah, if, if it's like the original, it probably is just going to be like a really quick resolve. Okay. Yeah. It's just... it. It really just all of a sudden came out of nowhere. Here's the plan. And I will say the plan is not what I expected it to be. Um, so I was taken for a loop. I wasn't constantly, you know, guessing what was happening. Um, I just, for the first six episodes, I agree with you. It was just not, didn't have the direction. I didn't really like Vash as a, as a protagonist. Uh, the comedy was okay. Action I did enjoy. Uh, and once I think the antagonist kind of came into view... I think that's kind of what brought the story to be a little bit more concise, and I enjoyed it. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm willing to come back to it. Like I said, we're going to watch I'm going to rewatch it anyway, but uh, I, I, it is good to know that it kind of builds up. It just, it's just weird that it, whenever a thing takes longer than three episodes, we've talked about this before, it's really hard for you to be like, yeah, I'll wait it out for seven episodes before I decide that it's actually good. Yeah, but fair enough. Uh... Next up, we're going on to romantic comedies for the next Ooh, yes. three, possibly four, I guess, because technically... There are, yeah, number four does have... There's, yeah. there's them elements. All right, so Tumbletown is a girl. Uh, you kind of quit on this one. Yeah, I don't... I, I didn't love the premise, and I don't really love the main character, so I didn't... I, that was one that just kind of went by the wayside. I think this was one of those where it was cute. It's got some great characters. I think the side characters make it a lot more than the main two. I characters. did like the side characters, like the blonde Honestly, girl. The blonde, blonde girl was funny, and their their friend, their friend that always sets shit up. Yeah, I that's my favorite. Yeah, that's my girl. favorite character. Yeah, she's great. But honestly, um, I I just want to get it out because this is yours to talk about. I don't like Tomo. Like I just I don't like her aggressive like outburst. It reminds me of annoying ass Naruto. Just like. Always like getting upset at something, which I mean, it's fair. Her her mm. friend can be annoying. Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that. Um, uh, I don't know if the the voice. I don't doubt the voice actor it has anything to do with this, but I I remember listening to the English version, and I was like, "Holy shit, this feels a lot like Naruto." Like the way they're yelling yeah. about everything. I yeah, like, like, oh she always God. yells. It is. I don't know. It's just it it doesn't make it more funny to me. And that's it. I was just like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I, I think that Tomo-chan is more of a character to kind of be present for all these other crazy things happening around her. But yeah, I think the premise works. And frankly, I think that a lot of the big scenes of the season, especially on like Reddit or different sub-blogs where like, uh, I think they had a thing with the blonde haired girl getting her romantic confession in and then I think some of the stuff with the moms, some of the stuff with different weird comical interactions. I think this had some of the scenes of the year as far as comedy okay. goes and as far as drama goes, oddly enough. And I mean it worked for what it was. Again, I think I even said this. I doubt I will come back to it. But it was a good watch for nice. what it was. And I and I had a good time. Nice. Uh, so, like, tell me about the story. So, obviously, I know the premise of it. I know that she wants to be noticed by her best friend who always thinks that she's kind of one of the guys. Not figured to... Not literally. Like, he knows that she's a girl. Yeah, he knows she's but a girl. he's like, just, you're too much of a my bro, right? Yeah. So like, how, how much into the story did season one get into? Because, like, I, I, we read the manga, right? But I don't... I never got to the distance... 
far enough to understand like what their progression is. They actually cut through a lot of the bullshit in the uh, anime, so they made it very far. Um, you know, I actually like you with Trigun. I haven't watched the finale. But I imagine they make it to the part where he at least acknowledges what's going on, where he's like, yeah, I know, you're trying to set this up and everything. But they make it, like, up to chapter, like, 200, 250 by, like, episode 10. So then, like, you get to the point where the main character's love interest is actually aware, or does he, like, reciprocate feelings, just not, like, openly? Yeah, I think uh, I think they I think they reciprocated feelings okay. at some point. I'm I'm guessing that's how the series ends, but I haven't I haven't watched the final episode, so I actually cannot speak to that. But I know that a lot of the other side characters have actually gotten to the point where they reciprocate feelings for each other too. Obviously, okay. the blonde girl and blonde guy have basically their whole own episode where they nice deal with their. You know, See, I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, <coughs> I think like I would like those episodes. Like, I like when side characters can get fleshed out. It's nice to see them kind of get their own time. Yeah, and there's one where I think these hooligans try to kidnap the black-haired girl and the blonde girl because they know they're friends with Tomoe and they can't beat up Tomoe. So this kind of leads to a whole episode where again, where Tomoe is not there, but these two are interacting on their own because they these people are trying to kidnap them, which is. Great when the blonde hair girl brings out this fucking taser. It's like, oh hell no. yeah! Um, but it was like it, hilarity ensues. It, it was a fun. It was a fun romp. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Um, to your point, the actual core story and the actual two main characters probably the least interesting part. Well, of the I show. remember that the the guy himself, Kabu, Kabuto, Kabuto, yeah. is his name, Kubata. He had no personality. Like maybe he gets more personality as he goes on, but. He's a pretty generic male. And, I mean, I understand that he's not the main character. I understand that. I mean, I don't think that's what they're going after. Tomo's supposed to be the main character. It's interesting because they actually have a flashback episode with him. And I think the younger version of him had more character than his adult version, which is just fucking meathead. It's because he ended up dating what's-her-name, Suzu, and she took all his personality she since she's vibrating. She's fucking irradiating personality. Yeah, it's true. She's probably... Yeah, she's definitely the best character. I would probably go back and watch it just because of her. She is definitely... Um, what's it called? Waifu of that series. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of good stuff to be had in this season, in this series. I just... Uh, Again, I don't think I'm going to come back to it because it just wasn't, like, mind-blowing or anything. It, it served its purpose. It was funny. It had ups and downs. I laughed. I cried. And now I'm done. So, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. All right. Ozzy. Nagatoro Season 2. I know you were all about Season 1. And now we're continuing the adventures of Senpai and Nagatoro. Yeah, man. I just... I- I was so ready to get stepped on again, and uh, I did not know that instead of my balls being stepped on, it was my heart that was going to get stepped on. So that's basically what season two is. It's uh, a continuation of season one. Uh, you're not really missing anything um, like earth-shattering. It's just continuing the story as Senpai and Nagatoro are kind of getting to understand each other as friends and, I guess, further their feelings as more than friends. Uh, and then just kind of the hilarity that ensues as their friend, their other friends try to help or get involved. Um, let's see. I think the biggest development with season two is that you got to see them both grow as people and as a as you know as a couple, 
quote-unquote. They're not an official couple, but it's just, like, people together. Um, you know, not, you got to see some more, like, involvement of each other in their activities. Like, um, what's his name? Uh, Senpai got involved with Nagatoro's judo because she, she's into judo. He kind of helped her get back into more judo. Uh, and she got obviously got more involved with his stuff in, in drawing. You know, there was an episode where uh, she went to the park with him to, like, draw um, and, you know, kind of motivates him to do other stuff, like get into judo, like better himself because he had to, like, partake in a judo tournament that the school right. does. Not necessarily because he's getting into judo because she wants him to because he had to. But she helped him train. So, like, you see them interact in more, like, couple ways. And I think that's what, what drives this season. It's very cute. You get to see their growth. You get to see Nagatoro kind of, like, bring her walls down. I feel like she's kind of that bully slash, like, aggressor because she tries to play off and not play like she's interested. Obviously, like, the hard-to-get kind of feel. And you see her kind of bring those walls down, and it's very cute to see it because, you know, she's opening up more. She, her friends can tell. Everyone knows. And it's just, like, a matter of time. Obviously, Senpai being an absolute fucking oblivious Chad doesn't know but he's learning and he's also continuing his growth the growth you saw from the beginning of season one to the end where you kind of see him become more confident it's more of that you know he gets to the point where he can actually ask her out on a date and that's kind of the climax of season two yeah that's, um, about, that's about as far as you get <laughs> yeah that's about as far as you get but the the fun ride was was cute i did enjoy it super wholesome uh fun activities between all her friends you know she has this that trio of of uh, members that are fun that always like Yoshi, Roma, Roma. You know, they're always fun to have, uh, hang out with. Um, you get the new character introduced, which is the president's cousin. I forgot her name, but it was her cousin that comes into the fray that kind of brings in a little bit of, um, yeah. of a challenge to Nagatoro. It doesn't last long because you find out she's literally just a friend. Um, but that was funny to have her in that episode. And you get the president back for an episode or two. So, it's pretty cool. I, I, I enjoyed it. Good continuation. Like I said, if you're looking for more Step on Miss Senpai, it's not much more of that. It's more wholesome. Um, Nagatoro is not much of a jerk slash bully as she used to be, which you got in the first few episodes of season one. Very much, you know, trying to be supportive, trying to be there, kind of tease him more. It's more of the teasing kind now. So I really enjoyed it. Um, I will keep watching it as long as they keep adap- ad- adap- adapting it. Right? Is yeah, that the right that's, word? That's correct. Because I think they do a good job of adapting it. I've read up to the most recent episodes, chapters, and it's pretty accurate. You know, um, covers a lot of the same things. Um, it I'm does, surprised there has not been as much, like, they've stayed pretty true to the niceness of the characters. I'm kind of worried that the anime is going to start going into lewd territory, kind of like the manga has. And it's stayed away from that. It's been fairly innocent. Well, my friend also asked me about that. He's like, how long until it turns into a hentai? I'm like, I don't know when it will because the manga does get a little lewd here and there. Right. And I think that's where the next season is. And not lewd between, like, Nagatoro and him. I guess there have been moments. I mean, there was that ep- I mean, the There's final, been, the finale moments. of season two was her friends being like, oh, no, Nagatoro wants to take Ch- Senpai's virginity. We need to stop him. Like, it touches on the lewdness here Tell and there. fucking thing. Right. That was ridiculous. But it's funny. Um, but, like, you do get in some lewdness because they do, like, end up having, like, a, a, a girl's locker room scene where Senpai ends up in the girl's locker room. Things of that oh. nature. But, like, all playful lewdness is not that big of a deal. So maybe season three will touch on that. I don't necessarily need it to. Um, I'm trying to remember what season three could offer besides just more growth. I think 
I don't think they introduced major new characters. It's more just kind of the same thing, just them interacting, having fun, um, and that's it. So, I, I mean, I feel like they kind of have to wrap it up soon. I don't know. I don't know how much longer this could keep going because, like, I feel like romances kind of burn their core, like, burn pretty quickly, burn out pretty quickly. Yeah, if I you would... don't have more challenges coming up, if you don't have like arcs where like you have fallouts happen and as as long as i remember the manga there's not that many falling outs that they have they don't have any kind of big no, like obstacle that they have to there's overcome there's no love drama it's there's all not, like their own life drama kind of way and even then those dramas settle pretty quickly so yeah i'd be interested to see where season three will will come i know kevin finished this he enjoyed it um and i'll i'll, I'll look forward to season three so if, if you like season one i definitely say continue with season two um and if you know you want to continue watching it. You're not going to miss anything. You're not if you you know kind of wait a little bit and then come back to it. It's it's you know it's it is what yeah. it is. I, I liked it and I I, I kind of hope it keeps going in this direction. But to your point, I'm curious to see where they're going to go because at a certain point you just hit the end of the road, right? Unless like all right, so we'll see what happens. But uh, right now I'm liking I'm liking what they're putting out. Uh, so next up we got. Indo and Kobayashi's dating sim commentary. So this was definitely me. This is all me. <laughs> Ozzy would have no part of this. So What? No, I think we did actually read this manga at one point, I think. You started this one, I believe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. But uh, this is basically it's a story without getting too complicated. It's, it's one of those dating sim princess stories. Um... These two color commentators in the real world are commentating on the dating sim game and they realize the characters inside the game that they are commentating on are actually alive and are reacting to their commentary. So they're trying to help these characters achieve essentially the best ending for all of them uh-huh. where nobody nobody dies horribly like actually happens in the game. So it was, and I will say, it was pretty entertaining. It, the art was not great uh, compared to some of the ones that we've looked at. But I will say that the series itself was very well received online. I think the comedy was what it needed to be. The romance was present. And overall, I was just glad it got adapted. And I think I think it says something that so many of these damn uh, princess dating sim series are starting to get adapted but I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that a night, a bigger studio picks one up soon because it's getting kind of ridiculous with how many of these are getting adapted but then poorly drawn out. So we'll see how it goes. But I was happy it happened. Again, probably not going to do any rewatches, but it was fun. All right, next up. So, so Handyman Saito in Another World, is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, basically Handyman, Handyman Saito in Another World. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, Something I actually surprisingly kept up with. Uh, I know you think Ozzy and Isekai, they don't go together, and you're right. It kind of Isekai still suck, in my you know humble opinion. But. but I at least want to know that I can watch some and have some backup to my wording. So when people are like, "Do you even watch Isekai?" Yes, I do, and they're still garbage. But this one's okay. You know, Handyman in uh, Another World. This one's actually kind of wholesome. It doesn't go the route of like your normal Isekai. Um, it's kind of like a short story, cute, wholesome isekai. Uh, the basis was that fact that Saito, uh, the main character, gets isekai into another world. 
Um, and he's uh, he's always complained that in his world he never felt appreciated or wanted. Um, and as a handyman, you know, he kind of fears slash they kind of play on the fact that he's going into this magical world full of demons and and beasts and adventurers, and he's a handyman. That's all he can do. He can't do more much more than fix things. But the whole show premise is the fact that he that ends up becoming a very popular trait. People end up really appreciating him for the things that he can do, like pick locks, like you know, you know, just help with the little things that he knows that are very unique to him. And uh, that's what makes it wholesome. Like uh, a lot of the other characters, like uh, the one of the main attacking, like main like um, adventurer hacker slasher Ryles, um, becomes kind of like a love interest. You know, she appreciates him for helping him with her armor or helping her like better her armor, get like upgrades and stuff like that then you have the main wizard whose name is marlock play on murloc was um it, was it morlock it or? was morlock yeah. not marlock morlock play on murloc um who was this forgetful wizard who does not remember a lick of fucking incantation so God, he was terrible but apparently turns out he was like a, a grand master wizard uh but he helped saito helps him by memorizing all the spells uh, and then kind of helping around with everything else, being like a cook, things of that nature. Uh, he just ended up being appreciated by everybody. So that part was really wholesome. Uh, the story, for the first few episodes, I bet for about the half, kind of like Trigon, the first half was just kind of teetering here and there, like introducing characters as side stories. And you didn't really know what it was doing. I, I, I didn't really necessarily enjoy it as much when it was... Like, side story on side story, like, oh, here's a ninja that just happens to be in the middle of the forest that we'll talk about. Or here's a dwarf that happens to know magic. And I was like, oh, those are cool stories, but what does that even add to the story? But then finally, by, like, episode four or five, they discover a dungeon, and everyone kind of meets there. All the characters get a chance to meet each other. They all get to kind of, like, challenge each other in a way that helps them each grow and get to know each other. And they all get to essentially befriend Saito. So I understand where they were heading to. And actually after that sixth episode, again, it seems like Trigon, uh, you find out that Morlock is actually you know, a grandmaster wizard yep. who lost his memory because some other wizard erased it. Because of a tragic backstory, obviously. Yeah, you have to have, have some... Gotta have the tragic backstory. But I honestly thought that's where it, it really turned up in quality. I really enjoyed the fact that there was some backstory and it wasn't just like ah it's just friends having fun and everything ends up gloomy and uh, not gloomy everything ends up happy and go lucky because this is a wholesome yeah. story well so, uh, really quick because i just want to work and like i i know it seems like you really enjoyed this one i'll be honest like i this is another one of those series and this seemed to happen a lot during this uh season I was far more interested in the side characters than I was in the yeah. main characters. Like, Saito was... Saito's plight was fascinating, but I didn't really care, because I was more interested in the fucking... The ninja people, or the Demon King who was dressing up as... The Demon Kings as, were funny. Okay? That was so, fucking hilarious. The Demon King part, the the ninja who fell in love with the the the, the witch. Like, yeah. all those characters the were fairies. interesting. Oh, yeah. my God. So, like, they came... It all came together, and I did like the episodes where they all got to meet each other. Um, but then, like, it did focus on, on, on um, Morlock. Uh, it kind of focused on the romance a little bit, because it didn't beat around the bush the fact that uh, the main girl, Riles, uh, r was really interested in Saito. And I do like the fact that they put that out there. They, they didn't bush, beat around the bush and, like, oh, we'll wait till season two. 
They did kind of have a cock block here and there where, like, it became a thing. But I think that's okay. The, the, the feelings are out in the air, and I like that. Like, they didn't beat around the bush. It didn't take three seasons. It, by, like, episode 10, they're like, hey, this is a thing. Everyone knows it just needs to actually happen, right? You need to have that moment. They didn't have it, so that's whatever. So that's one of my biggest complaints, I think, is that they cock-blocked them a little too much, but at least the feelings are out there. But uh, I, I surprisingly did enjoy this. I actually, I was watching some of it uh, this past weekend, and there is, like, the animation actually was really good, too. Like, they had battles in there. A lot of the battles focused a lot on the magic. The battles were really carried by Morlock, because... Yeah. You know, because he was a high-level mage, he could have all these flashy, uh, you know, spells. Like, he had, like, yeah. this huge, like, fire spell, huge thunder spell. I remember, in particular, just how crazy it was with the time stop thing. Yeah, that episode was really good. froze everything. Yeah, well, it was also just because he was casting the fire spell, but everything else that was going on at the same time, and then it blows up, and he's, like, missing a fucking hand, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, no, that, they really upped the quality on that yeah. episode, and that's where it all kind of started coming together as mm. in the show like that episode was really well done uh the animation was great because like that was the episode where they were fighting a tower of eyes yeah and it was like rotating it was and it showed weird. like every eye as it rotated like that's actually really good quality quality animation um like a lot of the fights like i was saying the spells were the biggest thing and they looked very good the battles themselves when it came to like hand-to-hand combat with like rielza or any of the demons was kind of mid like it was just them swinging a sword. It wasn't anything bit, right. like very impressive there. But when it came to magic, uh, and some of the like creatures looked really cool. The designs of the creatures are very good. So I was actually surprised on how decent they they in, invested on that because you really you look at this for face value. You're like, oh, this is kind of like a happy go lucky wholesome story. You wouldn't think they would invest a lot in the battles, and they did enough for me to be like, ah, oh, this is actually keeping my interest. Um, so. I, I will not complain about that. You know, the battles looked pretty good. Story was pretty good. Um, it was very funny. They had a lot of comedic, you know, breakups. Uh, sometimes it felt like they pushed it. Like, they would have a serious moment. Like, they had the, the serious battle. It, and, it, like, it introduced this dwarf. And he's like, Murloc, I've been looking for you for 20 years. And you're like, shit. And this was, like, in the first half where, like, nothing had hit yet. And I was like, is this finally something, like, serious? And, like, they ended the episode with that, and then Murloc's like, oh, my God. I don't remember you. Who are you? Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. Just just let something this sit. Is, let something, like, like, let me, like, feel it. And then well, the next episode, be like, to be fair, it is, I don't know you. To be fair, it is in character, but. I, I also, know, but, like. It I, did, it did feel like it suffered from, I call it Avenger Syndrome, where it's just, like, everything had to also be a joke at the same time. Right. And like, I was like, yeah, no, oh, you're right. Okay. okay. So Marvel has gotten into that where it's like, everything has to be a yeah, joke. Yeah. Everything. You can't just let it breathe. Like let something sit and then come back up a joke because that's more human. A person doesn't make a joke in the middle of tragedy. A person makes a joke yeah. afterwards where they can absorb it and, and you know, uh, you know, kind of like understand, but whatever. I understand that's not what this anime is. But I still sometimes I'm like okay whatever just just get yeah, just get yeah, on yeah. with it okay. I, I still really like the series overall. I do. I actually am surprised at how good it was. It's a very wholesome story. It's not one that I would necessarily like. I, I kind of feel bad because this one flew under. I'm, I mean, we like it, but I feel like it flew under everybody's radar. I will a lot say it is a little underrated, but the people that did watch it loved it. Like every time I looked and saw reviews for it, people were like. This is underrated. This is being slept on. So, like, everyone has the same feelings. It's just that it wasn't a lot of people. 
Right. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. I still say it's a great series. Check it out if you get a yeah, chance. Yeah, definitely check it out. Um, last one, uh, Magical Revolution of the Blah 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 Princess and Something Something Young Lady. So, obviously, this is also me. Oh, God. Uh, so, I didn't start the season watching this episode, series. I think it was around episode 7, where Reddit started putting this one as ranked above Vinland Saga. And I was like, this thing is ranked above Vinland Saga? This, someone's getting paid, what, what or is, someone's what, sucking a cock. What is happening here? So, I went back, and I watched it, and uh, I'm not going to lie... Uh, this is probably the best action show of the season. Like oh my God. the animation, That's not saying much. Though. The animation was fantastic in some really? of these action scenes. Okay. Uh, it was really well put together. Um, and what's the name of it? It starts off as a pretty generic. Just beat out Buddy Daddies. Yeah, by far. By far. Uh, the magical revolution of the reincarnated princess and the genius young lady. That's the actual name of it. Yes. I mean, I mean, art looks okay. It's it's a very well. It's like a lot of waifus. If you're into like that and what's it called? Uh, well, like they're they're Genshin Impact. You're they're waifus for each other for laifu. So yeah, get get ready Hell for yeah, that. Hell yeah, brother. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of lesbians actually in this one. But anyway, point oh, being, I'm in. Uh, yeah, I was kind of surprised by um, what started as a pretty generic premise, kind of like you got the isekai premise crossed with. You're dating some prim- premise of the girl getting dumped. All of a sudden, you had, like, kind of out of nowhere, you had these, like, religious aspects, this fight for the throne, kind of Game of Thrones styles over blood lineage. You had people, like, ripping out each other's hearts. You had a dragon fight. It was... I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I'm not sure I necessarily think they landed it, and I don't know that this is getting a second season because, frankly, where they ended it was pretty definitive in my book. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised. I was like, ah, well, at least this I actually enjoyed this, and I actually wouldn't mind coming back to this at some point. But it was uh, it was a lot more for something that had such a shallow premise to start with. It gave me a lot more than I was expecting. It turned. It was like you know, I went to Wendy's and I ended up with a four course meal. It's kind of well, crazy. Damn. Okay. Uh, I mean, the way you talk it up, I might have to re. I might have to visit it because I mean, I, again, it could just be the syndrome where we didn't have a lot to stand out, so maybe this just stood out more because of it. But I like the look of it. I like the art. I do like when you can have a good female protagonist, and it looks like it kind of centers around that. So I might have to give it a shot. Yeah. And I, I I have missed a little bit of action. I'm not going to lie. Like, we did not have a lot of action this season, and that's fine. It's nice to have that, but I, I did find myself missing some of it. Yeah, I mean, if I have the time afterwards, i got to show you the fight scene between her and her brother. But anyway, it, there's nice. some really good stuff in there. So, yeah, I would definitely say this was another one that's worth checking out if you get a chance. Sweet. Uh, all right. So that's going to wrap us up for... Uh, the winter the, season. The winter season. Burr. So now we're getting into the spring season hype. Hell yeah. It starts in like a week or two weeks. Yeah. And Some of these start in two weeks. Now we're back to where we actually have things to be excited about. So Yeah. Um, no offense to winter season, uh, but yeah, there's there's some big hitters coming out in, se- in spring season. So, I mean, obviously we're running, so let's just burn through these uh, Aussies. So we're going to start off 
Bringing the Kings. Yeah, that was a pleasant um, surprise. I mean, we both really liked when the season one came out. It was a unique story, fantastic art, and I think we pretty much liked everything about it. Uh, I mean, thoughts coming into season two? Yeah, so uh, my thoughts are if they can pretty much stick... I heard that it's ten episodes, and I, I, the one negative I had about the first season is that it was a little too long and that there was some extra fluff in there that could have been taken out so they've already kind of fixed it by making it 10 episodes only uh so with that in mind honestly if they just keep the same characters they kind of grow on them because you know after we we left on first season with um butchie kind of becoming this new warrior finding himself being able to become a king in everyone's eyes and mind but kind of not taking the throne, saying he's got his own stuff to work on. So I'm excited to see where he goes. And I'm excited he's hanging out with uh, Kage again. I mean, just to see them two, like, yeah. be buddies together and adventure, I'll, I'll pay to I, watch that all day. I do hope they go more into Kage's story. Yeah, I, I, like, I'm excited. Th- th- there could be a lot that they could do, uh, and I'm, ex- I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, the art, like you said, is great. Uh, I think the f- characters are fun. Uh, there's... You, you're not going to really mess it up unless you just don't have a good story, which, you you, you know, if you have Bochi, you're probably fine. Yep. Next up, so Kometsu no Yaiba. What's that? Uh, good question. I heard they had a movie that was kind of okay. It was it was decent. Okay. I, I was like, it only it was won. almost as good as that one spirited uh, spirited inward movie. So Kometsu, Kometsu no Yaiba did, like, every, did the everything, everything, where all at once thing except they did it to the anime of the year awards where basically they just, they just ran the fucking table it's like oh yeah we're, we love asians yeah everything all right we love anime <laughs> but yeah i mean it's hard to say it didn't deserve it it's just kind of like do we really count kometsu no yaiba as the greatest comedy of the year i don't know are the worst did i laugh <laughs> yeah a little bit. okay then it's the best comedy <laughs> of the year. year uh but yeah it was i mean Great art, great story. I mean, fuck, this thing is setting records left and right. I don't need to tell y'all. I yeah, am. It's... And honestly, I think this upcoming arc is probably my favorite arc of the show. Yeah, or of the manga, at the least. Swordsmith arc? Yeah, the Swordsmith arc is definitely the one that I remember the most. Obviously, the finale, final arc is amazing, but... As far as the one that I can always think of, I mean, this one really stands out. So I'm hyped. For Honestly, it. I'm actually the opposite. Not necessarily that I don't like it. It's the one that I forgot about. Um, I, I went back and I'm like, oh, Swordsmith. Let me. And I was like, what the fuck? I remember that Tanjiro needs to get his. Uh, I guess wants to learn more about his blade. He needs to fix it, right? Yep. Um. So, but I forgot that that's where they encountered two more upper demons. They have two new uh, Hashiras in the. Uh, who is it? Is it the poison guy? The snake guy? Snake it's- guy. It's the, uh, well, it's the snake guy, it's the power girl, and the mist guy. But I think yeah, the snake guy. guy, I don't think the snake guy actually shows up. Okay, so, but yeah, I know it's the, the, the water dude, right? You said? Yeah, the mist. Yeah, the mist dude. Because there's the water dude, and then there's oh, the I'm mist Oh, I'm sorry, it's the, it's the young mist dude, right? Yeah, that's the, the part The guy that... who's, like, super fucking pretentious, right? Yeah. Yeah, like all right, all right. Oh, and then there's the, uh, the guy who eats demons. Yeah, you remember him? Nah, anyway, don't worry about it. No, that sounds right. The guy who eats demons, though. Oh yeah, he's yeah, a he, he's yeah, not yeah, a Hashira, yeah, but he's yeah, like a younger guy. Yeah, he's a younger. Yeah, guy. yeah, he becomes a yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, yeah. so it, it introduced new characters. I did look it up, but uh, it introduces new interesting characters. It's not the same people. You get new Hashiras, you get new upper demons. So it's gonna be lit. Like you know, it's gonna be good. The animation, if it's just as good as it is before, then it's gonna win animation of the year easily, probably more than likely. I, I'm not surprised. It's. Yeah. 
it's just something that we're all looking forward to. So it's a big heavy hitter. I'm excited. You're excited. We're all eating ice cream. Yep, indeed. All right. Speaking of eating ice cream, Gundam Witch of Mercury, you know, be sure to What kind of flavor would that be? Uh, I don't know. Blood if you don't wipe wipe off your hands. Honestly, I have no idea where the story is going to go from where it ended. And, hey, I'm down for it. This this sounds... It it ended like... You go ahead and say it. It ended like all Gundams do. So it's just like... It finally hit that Gundam gear. For like we were saying for like three quarters of the season, we're like, all right, this is cool. This is a nice like school slash buddy anime. When's it gonna get in a Gundam? And then it hit Gundam gear like real quick. And it's like, oh yeah, blood and guts, fucking you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, 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 brainwash kids and and battles and wars all over the and place. Murder assassination. Yeah, exactly. A, a dad killing his own son or vice versa. It just happens, dude. It's just Gundam. That's just that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. Dude. It's like so. Um, yeah. No, I honestly don't know either. I, just I, imagine Gundam being a chef, just being like, "Son's killing dads." That's just what happens. Baby. That's just what happens, baby. That's just part of court. So oh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go. I think it'll be. I think we're gonna get a little bit more drama this next season because there'll be drama between uh, 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 Soleta and uh, the other main girl, Mirione. Mirione, uh, if I remember them correct. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of drama because it definitely ended on a drama isk cliffhanger with uh, Soleta having that kind of brainwashing moment yeah. where she killed a dude and didn't even blink an eye. Uh, it definitely seems to be building towards militarization yep, on one which side. which is normal Gundam. And Minorin being like, I don't want to do that. And if the poster has anything to go off of, I would say it kind of is leaning towards that direction. Yeah. Where it's like, you're all crazy. and But she's the only one who thinks but that. But the one thing I'm, I'm hyped for is that usually for, for Gundam's... Gundam series, you go into season two and the Gundam gets an upgrade. So I'm excited to see what her Gundam yeah, upgrade you is. Because you weren't impressed by the Gundam. <laughs> I, I was impressed, but I guess... No, I wasn't impressed with the extra two. You know how they introduced two last Gundam pilots yeah. at the end? Those two I was not impressed with. The main Gundam that we got, I do love. I do really like. I like the way it works. But I can't wait for the upgrades it's going to get because they always upgrade them in season two. Alright, fair enough. And then uh, Birdie Wing 2 is coming out. Hell no! Alright, cool. Anyway, next up. Uh, you don't want... So wait, you're not down for uh, gambling, mafia, you know, golf? This, I mean... I feel like they actually should have made a game about this. They probably did. And I might go watch it if, if the hype is enough for season 2. I'll be like, what the fuck is this? I'll watch it, whatever. But right. I don't know, man. It just it doesn't pull me. Guess what you're not, because there's too many good new anime. Exactly. All right. So, first off, we got Oshinoko, which is, I put this as hard to describe. Apparently, you thought it was pretty easy to describe. But it's like an idol anime where the main character gets reincarnated as an idol's child. But I can't really give away more than that because a lot of crazy shit happens. I mean, that, I feel like that's enough to hook you. It's like, <laughs> okay. I feel like a lot of crazy shit happens in the first couple of episode, chapters of the manga. So, if you give away more than that, it's kind of like, uh, okay, that's... Uh, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, this one's got great art. It's got good music and style. I'm excited. I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think this one might be one of the more popular ones on nice. this se- season. Cool. So we'll have to see. I mean, I, I don't know much about it. The art looks okay. Um, it's done by Studio Doga Kobo, Kobo who actually did... Um, let's see, is that right? 
Is that? Oh no, that's something new. They're doing that next year. Uh, they haven't done anything major. They did. Um, what's uh, that one? The uh, Shikamori is not just a cutie. Yeah, Shikamori is not a cutie. And the, oh, they did. Um, oh, they did this like a work anime one. What the hell's the name of this one? Give me one second. I'm looking it up. Oh my god. Oh, it's going. It's going. Can he do it? I can't uh, believe my it. senpai is annoying, which I I actually kind of like. So. Uh, they have decent uh, repertoire there of um, of other animes, but you know I'll ch- I'll check it out. I did read the premise. I'm like, okay, this premise is kind of weird, but we'll check it out. So, all right. Uh, next up, Matchla muscles are magic, which hell yeah is basically what it sounds Harry like. Harry Potter on, on steroids, so but not it, like steroids like increasing the Harry Potterness, more like actual physical steroids. Yeah, I believe we read this manga. Yeah, so we I, did. I think you. <laughs> I don't remember if you liked or disliked this one. <laughs> Uh, but this was, uh, I told you when we read it, I was like, this is going to be one of the ones they're making into an anime soon. And sure yeah. enough, they're making it into yep, an anime. Yeah, they are. And I watched so. the PV for it. Um, it looks just like the manga. Uh, main character looks like a fucking doofus. Uh, <laughs> looks like hilarity will ensue. I feel like this will translate to anime a little bit better for me to absorb. Sometimes these like funny, like odd ones, they don't like the manga just doesn't connect with me, but the anime does. So we'll see. Like, I like. It, it really feels like, uh, you know, just like a different type of One Punch Man series where it's like the main character's over, overpowered and hilarity ensues because everyone underestimates them yeah. because he doesn't look like, like he would for be. Those, for those unfamiliar, the premise is live in a world with magic. The main character has no magic, but, but he's, he's just super strong. That guy yeah. just levitated that trunk and, and like caused it to fly 100 feet. Not just punched it. Yeah. So, Shit like that. So yeah. just be prepared. It... it it does look like it could be really funny. Like, yeah, I, I, I will. I will watch it. I will say I do have hope because I think the actual having the action scenes in animated in the animated form uh-huh. will probably help the story. It translates a lot. better for sure. All right. So next up, we got Rokudo no Onitachi. This is another one that we read the manga for. Uh, so this one's the anime about the kid who casts a spell on himself and makes him attractive. He thinks it's going to make him attractive to women. It makes him attractive to dangerous women. So now he's got Yarus and gangster women after him all the time. Hell yeah. Um, Rokudo's Bad Girls is what it's called. Is That's that... a terrible name, dude. <laughs> the art looks terrible, too. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. I did look at the promo for it, and it looks like a sixth grader made this promo. So I really hope that the anime looks better than this. I'm cautiously optimistic because I do really like this story. But man... It does not look great. <laughs> I didn't hate the story when we read it. Um, I, I mean, I may have said differently, but looking back on it, um, you know, I, I, I don't hate it. I, I do like, I guess, the premise that the main girl is kind of like a bad bitch, right? She's like, yeah, you know, so, everyone's scared of her, so that's kind of funny. Slash force of nature, yeah, like, basically. So, and, and then I think the main character can gr- grows up pretty quickly, like because uh, he comes off as a sissy pretty immediately. But I think he, he kind of finds resolve and understands his situation yeah, after that. kind of the point of the series, yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, I like that one. Next up, Hell's Paradise. Uh, this one is harder to describe. Basically, I can read. Basically, a criminal... Oh God, that's a lot. A bunch of criminals, really, are gathered together by the Emperor to go to this deadly island that no one returns from and look for the elixir of eternal life. Is vaguely what i recall the story being about um if i remember from the manga and this was a hot action manga for a while there but it ran its course it served its purpose and 
it finished the story. Everything went really well for it. I think, uh, and frankly, this one, you said it was by MAPPA again? Oh, yes, it's by MAPPA, so get ready. This it's it's going to look good. It, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, I mean, and, there's a lot of cool character designs. A little generic, but they look good shonen-wise. You know, some big titty anime girls too. So it's got everything you'd like. Good animation, good, you know, proportions, and uh, good designs. Yep. All right. And next up, uh, My Clue is First Friend. I'm not going to overcomplicate this one. This is going to be the meet cute anime of the season. Literally. It the, looks yeah. super cutie. It's like, just, just about like, two friends who one is super upbeat and one super negative, and they cut, and comedy ensues. Um, so I'm not going to overcomplicate this one. I think uh, this is going to be a cute comedy, and I think people are going to like it, but nothing too crazy there. Um, next up, Ozzy, why don't you tell us about Insomniacs After School? Yeah, so Insomniacs After School is one that I'm kind of interested. So reading the basis of it, it's literally just about two kids who have insomnia and then just kind of getting to know each other and dealing with it. Uh, it does have like an initial tragic start, which... I was sitting here like, oh, okay, this sounds like your normal, like, oh, let's rekindle our friendship kind of situation, which I'm a sucker for. Uh, but it definitely has that feel. If it, Honestly, the first thing I thought of was Call of the Night um, when I looked at it and read the premise. And actually, it's being done by the same studio who did Call of the Night, uh, Leiden Films or Lydon Films. So that's kind of funny. Um, but that's the basis. Um, it just looks like your casual, you know, maybe like slight drama that I like to see every now and then because it kind of gives you that real slice of life. Like, how do people deal with stuff, just talk about stuff? And as long as the animations are good, which they do look good, and some of the colors are really nice, it does kind of look like Call of the Night, um, you know, I'll be down. Uh, the, art, the art does look great. Yeah, and it's produced by the same producers that did Attack on Titan and Odd Taxi. So I think you have a lot of potential here with very good people taking care of the story. As long as the story's not lame or terrible this might be good and it says it's a romance so you add romance on top of that and i'm definitely in yeah i'm i'm certainly intrigued next up uh next for me is one one called my home hero uh this one i picked because it's kind of the opposite of everything i watch not necessarily that i wouldn't watch it it's just you don't get these often it's a very drama adult like uh story so it's a uh, uh what's it called it's about uh this main character who happens to be just kind of like your ordinary like worker guy, he ends up finding out his daughter is being abused by her boyfriend. Uh, so somehow he ends up killing the boyfriend, um, I guess out of rage or out of trying to deal with him. Uh, but it turns out that the boyfriend that he just happened to kill was part of a Yakuza or some kind of gang. So it ends up becoming a story of just having how that family deals with that because that, that secret kind of gets out and the family has to deal with keeping that secret dealing with the Fikuza that's looking for this person who's dead or lost at this point um and it it's a drama slash adult series so it's not going to be like oh it's funny no it's going to be like oh this shit could be suspenseful so i i like those stories every now and then and i i could be you know hankering for one of them yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. This is obviously this one has a manga that's out there. Okay, nice. Yeah, it, it is not popular. an original, and it's popular. But um, I I've heard really good things, so I am curious to see if it translates well to the screen. So yeah, and unfortunately, the studio I, I looked up it doesn't have much going for it. I look at it; it's called Takuza Tezuka Productions, and it doesn't really have anything major. I mean, they're they're more popular ones called Under Ninja, one of them. 
Uh, the other one is... Uh, hey, that commentary one. That was like... Okay. So, so the go. art wasn't amazing, but okay. yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the art looks pretty standard, nothing crazy. Uh, it looks good. It, it just looks very realistic, kind of general characters. It is set in a realistic world, so... Um, but yeah, uh, I guess after that, everything else is more gen- more uh, general anime. Uh, my other one that I'm looking into is uh, Heavenly Delusion. Uh, this one is uh, one that's being picked up by Disney+. Plus. Kind of has the same art style, at least it looks like, as uh, Summertime Render. Now, now, you said adventure anime. I thought you said adventure time, dot, 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 in a bizarre world. No, I no, was no. like, what are you talking about? No, no, it's an adventure anime, because that's literally all it says. It's just two people that are on an adventure. The bizarre world happens to be that they're in a world where, I, I think it says, like, people are, like, grown in, like, a lab. Let me let me, let me look up. I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time finding this bad boy here. Because um, I do want to read the premise, because... I'm not just making it up. Here it is. Okay. Okay, so yeah. In the safety of the walls, youths are raised in a nursery-style setting by robots. And that's it. Um, Apparently, the outside world from these walls is hellscape. And it's a world full of anything... It's a world entirely void of anything mechanical and pure nature. Uh, But there's also, like, these crazy beings. So, it's literally just adventure. Um... But the studio is Production IG, who have done pretty good stuff, which is uh, they've also been involved with Attack on Titan. They've done a lot of Haikyuu, so that's really good. They did The Great Pretender, and if you can remember, that's from Netflix. I really enjoyed that series. Uh, and they also did some of Vinland Saga. So animation-wise, it's probably going to be very good. I did look at some of the promos. It looks pretty clean. Um, and I'm just interested to see what it's about. So as long as Disney Plus doesn't fuck it up like they did with Summertime Render, oh, then you, I'm in. Oh, you know they will. All right. They'll find a way to fuck it up. All right. Any other ones you want to cover? Uh, I think my last one that I do want to cover is one called Magical Girl Magical Destroyers. The only reason is because it looks ridiculous and it reminds me of Akiba Maid Wars. Like, if you look at this promo, it looks absolutely fucking ridiculous. But There's too much shit going on. Yeah, right there. there's a lot of shit going on. And the premise is the fact that it's in a dystopian future world where otaku culture has been obliterated by a mysterious organization known as SSC. And apparently these magical girl destroyers follow the misadventures of Otaku Hero, a young revolutionary who loves otaku culture. How does that not scream ridiculousness? That literally is just... Did and it's original. Guys, and it's did, original. Did, did so, these people just copy the Akiba Mayavor's idea? Like, this just seems so... Similar. This is ridiculous. Uh, I mean, kind of. They took. I mean, they didn't outlaw <laughs> maids in this, but they did take something simple and make it ridiculous, right? They made maids yeah. ridiculous. This they're making otaku culture ridiculous, but it is an original, so that's another reason why I'm kind of hyped for it. We'll see. Animation looks pretty decent. Uh, looks pretty colorful. Uh, honestly, I thought it was something Trigger was going to do, but it's actually done by uh, Bribery uh, Studios. Bribery. Yeah. Bribery. What? Bibiri or Bribri? Yeah. Uh, Bibiri, B-I-B-U-R-Y, Bibiri Studios. Uh, and then as for as what they've done in the past, nothing that I am a huge fan of. A uh, bunch of like generic looking stuff. Well, I don't. Is that know. the Five Girlfriends or something? Like yeah, that? that's the Five Girlfriends one. Okay. Yeah. And the second. And season. the movie. Yeah, and the movie. Oh man. And then, oh, they're doing the 100 Girlfriends Who Really, is that Really what it is? Love You. Yeah, oh, you're right. God. Okay, so that's coming out maybe later this year. Shit. So they're doing that one. But, oh, uh, yeah, that, I I honestly think that this next season is going to be good, like better than what we just had. 
It seems like there's more variety, uh, and yeah. there's definitely bigger hitters, right? I'm really glad because, like you said, there's more variety. I think there's a lot we didn't touch on this particular season, but a lot of that was also Isekai. So I'm yeah, glad they can I'm, be that way. Sometimes. I'm glad. I'm glad we don't have to deal with a thousand Isekais in the world. Um, so yeah, but I am definitely excited about uh, spring, and with spring comes. Our first manga review uh, in quite a while, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll be serious about it this time. So I picked one that uh, also has an anime coming out because oh. God knows there's no more manga that don't have anime associated with them coming Can out. Can I just stop getting more anime? How am I going to ever catch up on watching some of these if I don't have time? <laughs> Seriously. So this one is called Zombie 100. Um, oh, it's about him having like a 100 zombies that fall in love with him? You know, you would think so. Um, yes, I would think so, actually. Uh, but actually, well, this link didn't take me anywhere. Yeah, it just <laughs> took me to the manga decks link. Uh, let's see. But anyway, um, I'll have to figure that out. What's it called? 100 Zombies? Uh, zombie 100, but... Is it Zom 100? Uh, no, excuse me. Zom 100? Or Zombie 100 Bucket List of the Dead. Yeah, Zom 100. Yeah. I'm getting Zom 100. After three years of working for a black company, I don't like the way they said black, uh, Kira, <laughs> Kira was exhausted both mentally and physically, but one morning, he saw his town was full of nothing but zombies, and now he's so happy because he can how he can live his life in a world that is without work and nothing but zombies. So basically, zombies take over, and this guy is happy because he's like, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I don't have to deal with people. I, I can do whatever I want. So he makes a bucket list of stuff to You know, to that do. sounds kind of dope, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I might actually like this. We'll see. Let me see if I can pull up the poster because you would fucking love it. Uh, but let's see. Uh, so, Zom 100. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, Zom 100, zombie, bucket list of the dead. Yeah. Whoa, see. that does look sweet as fuck. I like that. The main image is sweet. I like the colors. Mm-hmm. I was looking for the actual anime poster, but they've got... All these are from the Marvel Oh, yeah, the anime poster. is supposed to come out in two seasons. Yeah, so it's actually... Summer. I see the anime poster. It looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually... It's actually right around the corner, so yeah, I'm I'm digging it. Nice. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <coughs> I, I mean, I really like the colors on this, so this looks sweet. This might be something we actually, you know, enjoy in the summer. We're definitely going to have to check it out. Oh, yeah. But anyway... Cool. Well, nice choice. That'll Alrighty. be something we definitely talk about. And that's all we got for tonight. So thanks as always to our listeners for tuning in. You can shoot us an email at RaleighAnime at gmail.com. Yeah, and thanks for uh, keeping strong with us. Sorry we took a little break there, but we'll be back hopefully uh, next time. I, I know we definitely want to do that Trigon analysis. Uh, it'll be fun mm-hmm. to kind of... Because uh, I haven't seen all of season of the original, and you haven't finished the second. So it might nah. be good for us to get each one done and... Maybe talk about that soon. Yeah, we'll have to check it out. I mean, if we, depending on how this new season comes out. So. That's true. All right. But yeah, uh, till next time, guys. Thanks as always, and stay tuned for those upcoming episodes. Y'all have a good one. Peace.